Hello and welcome to the second episode of Living and Learning Podcast. I'm your host, David Hodge. Uh, the, the title of today's episode is Lessons from Roman Emperor Marcus Aurelius. If you apply yourself to the task before you, following right reasons seriously, vigorously, calmly, without allowing anything else to distract you, but keeping your divine part pure, as if you might be bound to give it back immediately. If you hold to this, expecting nothing, fearing nothing, but satisfied with your present activities according to nature, and with heroic truth in every word and sound which you utter, you will live happily. And there is no man who is able to prevent this. So that's an excerpt from uh, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Uh, I'll explain who Marcus Aurelius is and what Meditations is. Um, it's, this is one of the greatest works of philosophy ever. So Marcus Aurelius, and this is from Wikipedia, uh, Marcus Aurelius was a Roman emperor from 161 to 180 like A.D., ruling jointly with Lucius Verus until Verus's death in 169 and jointly with his son Commodus from 177. He was the last of the so-called five good emperors. He was a practitioner of Stoicism, and his untitled writing, commonly known as Meditations, is a significant source of our modern understanding of ancient Stoic philosophy. It is considered by many commentators to be one of the greatest works of philosophy. So that is powerful. Uh, this is, and I'm not even that big into philosophy. I'm just getting into it. Uh, but this is one of the first books I read, and it is powerful. Uh, here's an excerpt from the book. Nearly two millennia after Marcus set down his thoughts, they speak with undiminished eloquence, giving us pause to wonder at a man who stood at the pinnacle of worldly power yet preserved the inner life of a saint. So that's a really good point. So Marcus Aurelius was a Roman emperor, and despite having all this power, he could have done what uh, many of the emperors after him did, which was ruin Rome, uh, but instead he didn't take advantage of that power, but he lived this life, as they say, of an inner saint. So Meditations is a book, this is one of the best books I've ever read. It's fairly short. Uh, it's a, just a collection of quotes, but it's 12 books by Marcus Aurelius that he initially wrote for himself, and it was later published, and now it's one of the greatest works of philosophy. Uh, so this is, I don't want my commentary to overwhelm Marcus's words, so this episode is going to be a lot of quotes, but I highly encourage you to listen to all of it because there's so many good quotes in here that if you're, you know, if you're going through a tough time or if you at some point you if you haven't, you will go through a tough time. Um, meditations would bring you back and get you on track and really help you look within yourself to find some peace. So here's a description of meditations from from the book, from the intro. If the meditations were simply another tract of mainstream stoicism, it would likely not have emerged as a revered classic. It is precisely its unorthodox touches, its intimation of the idea of a personal God, its flashes of vulnerability and pain, its unwavering commitment to virtue above pleasure and to tranquility above happiness. 
its unmistakable stamp of an uncompromisingly honest soul seeking the light of grace in a dark world that lend the work its special power to charm and inspire. Wow. That right there, the entire book is, is so eloquent. It's, it's like reading poetry. Um, it's almost like a religious work to me, and I'm not very religious myself, um, but Meditations has made me... In philosophy, I found a spiritual side that I hadn't really found in the past. And so if, if, if you are religious or if you're not religious, um, this philosophy of Stoicism, which Marcus Aurelius practices, is a lot of it is based in reason. And so one thing that I had struggled, this is kind of personal, personal to me, but one thing I had struggled about with religion um, is... It wasn't as rational cause and effect, and that's how my mind works. Uh, not that any religion is super important and not that there's anything wrong with it, but I always struggled in accepting some of you know, traditional religions because of the faith that it requires in terms of accepting things that didn't, to me at least, make logical sense. And so, and I'm not, I don't mean to say that I'm denouncing any sort of religion. That's not at all what I'm saying. But for me, it was hard for me to accept it. But what Stoicism did, it gave, it's kind of like a rational religion where I was able to understand uh, cause and effect. If you do the right thing, good things will happen. And so from, what's, what is Stoicism? Uh, well, Stoicism, Here's a quote from the book. Stoicism stressed the search for inner peace and ethical certainty, despite the apparent chaos of the external world, by emulating in one's personal conduct the underlying orderliness and lawfulness of nature. So that's it. It's about inner peace, doing things ethically right, and finding peace within oneself, despite the external chaos in the world. Uh, so I've gone through, and I'm, I'm going to read a lot of quotes from Meditations. Uh, by no means is this, I uh, do the book justice, so go get it on your own. It's amazing work. Uh, but I've divided the book kind of into four themes, uh, no particular order. I'm going to read a lot of quotes from the book, and hopefully you can maybe even rewind it and re-listen to some of these quotes because they're so powerful. So theme number one, uh, and this is in my words, uh, theme number one is that you get to choose what bothers you. Uh, it's through opinion. So in, in order to hate something, you have to hold an opinion about that thing. If you stop having that opinion, then you are no longer bothered by it. So this is big. It's not necessarily the thing that causes you pain, but it's the opinion you have about it. So if somebody says something to you you don't like, it's not what they said that makes you mad. It's what you think about what they said. Because if you don't assign an opinion to it, you no longer have that pain. Uh, too much of my commentary, let's get into the book. Quote, Today I have got out of all trouble. Or rather, I have cast out all trouble. For it was not outside, but within, and in my opinions. So the hardship isn't actually out in the world, but it's in your opinion of what's happening in the world that bothers you. Another quote. Quote, what is evil to you does not subsist in the ruling principle of another, nor yet in any turning and mutation of your corporeal covering. I think I said that right. Uh, where is it then? It is in that part of you in which subsists the power of forming opinions about evils. 
Let this power then not form such opinions, and all is well. So that's the same concept right there. Uh, he's saying it's what out, what's out there in the world isn't what's causing you pain or causing you suffering. It's your opinion about what's happening in the world. But so still you might say, okay, well, I can have whatever opinion I want. But if someone says, hey, David, you're an idiot, uh, isn't that going to make you mad? And on, I say that as a joke, but only it only makes you mad if you let it make you mad. Quote, remember, let this power not form such opinions and all is well. So if you don't, I, I said the same thing, but if you don't assign your opinion about something ne being negative in the world, then you don't have to deal with it. You don't have negative emotions. If someone says something to you and you don't have an opinion about what they said, well, it doesn't bother you at all. And so along that line, another theme, and this is not one of the major themes, but another thing that uh, Marcus Aurelius hints on is not doing things that are, uh, I guess, superfluous might be a word, not doing trifling things. Uh, here's another quote. Now, a man should take away not only unnecessary acts, but also unnecessary thoughts, so that superfluous acts will not follow after. End quote. So, if you don't think trifling thoughts, you won't do trifling things. Another quote, It is in our power to have no opinion about a thing and not to be disturbed in our soul, for things themselves have no natural power to form our judgments. Same thing again. If you don't have the opinion, it won't bother you. Another quote, I am unhappy because this has happened to me. Not so. Say, I am happy though this has happened to me because I continue free from pain, neither crushed by the present nor fearing the future. For such thing as this might have happened to every man, but every man would not have continued free from pain on such an occasion. So look, something bad happens to you, you got set back, uh, you lost the championship, uh, you know, you got in an argument, your girlfriend won't talk to you, uh, your friend won't respond to your text, all the kinds of small stuff we get upset about. Uh, you can't say, I'm unhappy because of that happened to me. It's not about the external circumstance. It's about how you handle it internally. So it's not, I am ha unhappy because this has happened to me, but rather, I am happy though this has happened to me because I continue free from pain neither crushed by the present nor fearing the future. Because, remember, such a thing as this might have happened to every man, but every man would not have continued free from pain on such an occasion. I love that. And this is about the power, this is about the power of intelligence and reason. Quote, But intelligence and reason are able to go through everything that opposes them. For all other obstacles either affect the body only which is a dead thing, or except through opinion and the yielding of the reason itself, they do not crush or do harm of any kind. So if you just use logic and reason, you'll be okay. But if you yield, if you let, if you yield to reason or you yield to your emotions rather, uh, and deny reason and you have opinion about things, that's where you get into trouble. 
And I'm not saying it's not okay to have an opinion, but we're talking about um, when you're angry at somebody, when you're mad at someone, just let it go, man. Let it go. It's not doing you any good. And there, this is not from meditation, but I'm pretty sure there's a saying that, you know, holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Like, when has that ever worked? If you're angry about something, just let it go, dude. It's not helping you. All right, back to the book. Quote, do the external things that fall upon you distract you? Give yourself time to learn something new and good and cease to be whirled around. But then you must also avoid being carried about the other way. For those, too, are triflers who have wearied themselves in life by their activity and yet have no object to which to direct every movement and every thought. Failure to observe what is in the mind of another has seldom made a man unhappy. But those who do not observe the movements of their own minds must of necessity be unhappy. This you must always bear in mind. What is the nature of the whole? And what is my nature? And how is this related to that? And what kind of a part it is of what kind of a whole? And that there is no one who hinders you from always doing and saying the things that conform to the nature of which you are a part. So he says, you know, triflers who have wearied themselves in life by their activity and yet have no object to which to direct every movement and every thought. So he's saying, um, don't get distracted. Don't let small things bother you, but also don't get so caught up in just busyness and being a busybody and at this activity. Make sure that there's still a purpose to what you're doing. So you know, I post a lot of motivational stuff on my, you know, Snapchat and Instagram. I'm saying, uh, hey, get up, get off your butt, go do something. But just doing something isn't enough. You have to wake up. If you wake up at 6 a.m. and have no purpose and you're just, you know, I'm making coffee, I'm thinking about stuff, I'm texting my friends, I'm post, oh, I got to think of an Instagram caption. You're not doing anything, man. So it's not just about being busy or not being distracted. It's about doing things with purpose. So that's that kind of leads into theme number two. Um, but So theme number one is just don't be distracted by others. Focus on you. And theme two actually is it expounds upon this. It's, so it's, you don't want to get distracted by others. So what should you do? Theme number two, do not look externally for peace and happiness. You only need to look within. So these quotes focus much more on finding peace within yourself. Um, here's a quote from Meditations. How much trouble he avoids who does not look to see what his neighbor says or does or thinks, but only to what he does himself that it may be just and pure. For nowhere either with more quiet or more freedom from trouble, does a man retired and into his own soul, particularly when he has with him such thoughts that by looking into them, he is, immediate, he is in immediate and perfect tranquility. So again, for nowhere either with more quiet or more freedom from trouble does a man retire than into his own soul. Wow. So that takes some practice. So he's saying that 
all these things are bothering you, just look and retire back into yourself. This is the huge theme of, of meditations and of stoicism, which is that you don't need anything else to guide your happiness. You're in control. You guide your happiness. You, If you're angry or frustrated or mad, just you only, if your mind is trained, you must need only retire into yourself. And, and from the book, uh, particularly when he has with with him such thoughts that by looking into them, he is in immediate and perfect tranquility. And another one, quote, look within, within is the fountain of good, and it will bubble up if you will ever dig. Same thing. If you look within yourself, you've got the power, but you have to do it. You can't get, so as soon as something bad happens, you have to then flip a switch and say, oh, Uh, I'm overreacting. Let me stop and look within and find what's good and what's right and what's just. Another quote, remember that the ruling faculty is invincible. When self-collected, it is satisfied with itself. Uh, If it does nothing that it does not choose to do, even if it resists from mere obstinacy. So that's awesome. When he says the ruling faculty, that means like your brain. He means you know, the logic that controls your, controls all your actions. So quote, when self-collected, it is satisfied with itself. If it does nothing that does not choose to do. So that is huge right there. You know, I remember there was a point in my life where, um, I really became the most happy version of myself and the most calm and everything. And I really gained control in my life. As soon as I stopped looking for external validation from even people you love, from your friends, from your parents, from uh, not just from strangers or from people you want to be liked by. We're talking about uh, even close friends and family uh, can impact this. So you must be self-collected and satisfied with yourself. I cannot express how important this is to just whatever happens, you know, the only person you should try to impress, and this sounds cliche, but the only person you need to impress is yourself. If, when you do something, and, and, and you should try darn hard to make yourself impressed, I mean, you need to do the things that you've always wanted to do in order to, I mean, it's not just like, I don't want to, I don't, I don't have to impress Emily or Jimmy or Chris, I don't have to impress them, so I'm not going to do anything, it's not like that, it's like, I'm going to go to the gym when nobody's watching, because fitness is important to me, and even if no one ever knows that I went or sees these results and I don't feel like going today, I'm still going to go. This means doing things when no one's watching because you, know, you owe it to yourself. All right, theme three. So in meditations, he talks a lot about nature and these rules of nature and that you have to do what's right with nature. But he also talks about time and about life and death and how we play such a small uh, but important part in this world. So theme three, life, death, and nature. Everything comes from nature and everything will return to nature, even ourselves. We are allotted a short time on earth, so we must play our part. Do what is right and what is according to nature. So according to nature, what does that mean? Um, Throughout the book, he really talks about that we, you know, as humans, at the end of the day, we're just, and this is... If you have to look at the world in a certain worldview, even the earth is just a tiny speck in the universe and a human on the earth is just this, in terms of, 
you know, geological time, you know, millions of years, one human life is just a speck. It's just a sliver in, you know, eternity. And at first it's scary because you're like, wow, I don't matter at all, which is in one way true, but you do matter. And it's about finding your purpose in this grand scheme that's able to make you uh, build a life that has meaning and has, has purpose. Uh, but you also become a lot less self-centered because you realize that we are just this small speck in the world. And then the world is just a small speck in the universe. And we have this one moment in time that's ours and no one can take it away. So we're going to live it to our fullest. That's what this is about. So enough of my commentary. Let's get into the book. Quote, the Stoic discovers the model for his virtuous conduct in studying the laws of nature. Just as each object, plant and animal, serves its fated role in the larger order, so the human strives to steer his actions in accordance with his unique power, reason, his inner mirror of the Logos that governs the universe. By focusing on those things that are within his power, his own will and perception, and detaching himself from the things that are not, health, death, the actions of others, natural disasters, and so on. He attains the inner peace of the wise and just man. Wow. And so that's, I mean, that's a great summary of what Stoicism is all about. Uh, he discovers the model for his virtuous conduct conduct and studying the laws of nature. So each object, plant, and animal serves its fated role in the larger order. We're serving this one part in what is humanity and what is the world and what is the universe. We play a small role in eternity, but it's an important one. Quote, so the human strives to steer his actions in accordance with his unique power, reason, his inner mirror of the logos that governs the universe. And we do that by, quote, focusing on those things that are within his power. I mean, that's, that's huge. So again, this is another example of relying on your own, re relying on just reason and looking only to yourself um, for that reason. Now, again, that's not saying you shouldn't ask for advice from people who are smarter. It's not saying you should close yourself off from everybody else. But this is about other people negatively affecting you. So anything from peer pressure to uh, basically peer pressure or people saying something wrong to you that you didn't like. Um, don't control things that are not in your power because you're not going to get anywhere. But the one main thing, you guys hear the train in the background? <laughs> so I live right beside a train track. So um, now you get to hear what it's like from my perspective to... Um, Literally, I live 20 feet from a train track, and 10 times a day the train comes by. You kind of get adjusted at night, but right now, um, I guess it's not too good for a podcast studio. Um, let's get right into it. So, so that's it. Focus on things that are within your power and let go of the things that are not. Uh, back to the book. Quote, what then can guide a man? One thing and only one. Philosophy. But this consists in keeping the daemon within a man free from violence and unharmed, superior to pains and pleasures, doing nothing without a purpose, nor yet falsely and with hypocrisy. 
not feeling the need of another man's doing or not doing anything. And besides, accepting all that happens and all that is allotted as coming from the same source, wherever it is, from which he himself came. And finally, waiting for death with a cheerful mind, as being nothing else than a dissolution of the elements of which every living being is compounded. But if there is no harm to the elements themselves and each continually changing into another, why should a man have any apprehension about the change and dissolution of all the elements? For it is according to nature, and nothing is evil that is according to nature. So he's, ta- he's actually talking about death there, you know. Um, he t- first he says, you know, a man should be above pain and pleasure, so not just letting uh, these little animalistic emotional things uh, cause you harm. But then he says, look, um, we have this small space in the universe. We were born from the, we were born from nature and we die with nature. And so we were born from elements that existed before in the world. And when we die, our bodies dissolve, literally dissolve into elements that maybe one day will make up a life in the future. So this is about understanding our our role in this big universe and being happy with it and living according to nature and doing the right thing. And when you really accept this, if you do accept it, you feel so alive. You feel part. And this is a big, it's called meditations, right? A big part of meditation is, quote, or not quote, but becoming one with nature, as they say. It's about, you know, feeling the the air and and the sounds of everything around you and just really being you know having your mind connected to everything going or going on around you um not in a busy way but just in a very clear perceptive perceptive state where you just feel like you're connected with everything another quote uh consider yourself to be dead and have completed your life up to the present time and live according to nature the remainder that is allowed to you. So YOLO, man, you only live once. Consider yourself to be dead, and then live according to nature the remainder that is allowed to you. And again, according to, by according to nature, he means do the right thing, do what is just, do what's in your heart, um, follow right reason and do the right thing. Back to the book. Quote, the perfection of moral character consists in this, in passing every day as if it were the last, and in being neither violently excited, nor torpid, nor playing the hypocrite. So you want to perfect moral character? Well, when you, if you do something that goes against your values, say you do something stupid... Say you said you're going to give up drinking, then you go out, you know, your friends convince you and you go out and you end up getting wrecked. If this was your last day, would that be, maybe, maybe that's how you'd like to spend it. Maybe for some of you, you value drinking alcohol more than you value family or uh, other important things in your life or your career or your loved ones. The perfection of moral character consists in this, in passing every day as if it were the last. And this leads into another interesting thing about people say YOLO, and everyone's obsessed with, you know, living in the moment. 
it turns out to achieve real fulfillment in life, there's a balance of these two things. You have to keep mortality in mind and that we all have a limited time, but you also can't just blow today on living in the moment by, you know, just doing things that are pleasure, that provide pleasure. Sometimes, and this is what sacrifice is and investment, investment literally means you're sacrificing now so that you have um, prosperity in the future. So, yes, keep in mind that your days are limited, but at the same time, don't just blow today on, you know, you know, eating fast food is fun, but, and maybe on your last day, you might have, uh, you know, three Big Macs from McDonald's, but if you want to achieve real fulfillment, well, one way to do that is through fitness, like I said in the last episode. And so you do have to sacrifice to achieve long-term gains. But keep in mind that if you did want to, this is the point, if you did want to, if you've had trouble dieting or had trouble achieving a goal and you really want that, you know, physique or that, you know, those achieving those fitness goals of your dreams, you have to keep in mind that your days are limited and that now is a, as good a time as ever to go do those things that you've always wanted to do. So that's theme three. It's about life, death, and nature. Keep in mind that your last day is coming and live your life as you've always wanted to. All right, the fourth and final theme I uh, picked out is that you should, and we've already touched on this a good bit, but use logic and reason over pain and pleasure. Uh, Let's get into it. So quote, in every pain, let this thought be present. That there is no dishonor in it, nor does it make the governing intelligence worse. Pain is neither intolerable nor everlasting, if you bear in mind that it has its limits, and if you add nothing to it in imagination. So there's that same thing, if you add nothing to it in imagination. Uh, The pain itself doesn't affect, you know, doesn't affect, say you get cut, all right? Say you scrape your knee on something, or say... um, someone says something bad to you or something terrible happens to you, that event itself didn't make your, quote, governing intelligence worse. It doesn't make your brain any worse or your logic any worse. Uh, It's not intolerable nor everlasting. Quote, if you bear in mind that it has its limits and if you add nothing to it in imagination. Same thing as theme one about opinions. If you don't assign an opinion to the bad things that happen, they don't affect you. This is a hard... It's an easy thing to understand, but it's pretty hard to do in practice, though it is possible. So if you train yourself to not assign these negative opinions to bad things that happen, all of a sudden, this is what being stoic is, bad things can happen and they don't affect you. That's what mental strength, that's what mental fortitude is. Uh, More quotes. Uh, Fortunate means that a man has assigned to himself a good fortune, and a good fortune is a good disposition of the soul. Good emotions, good actions. So you create, you know, you create your own luck, as that saying goes. You create your own good fortune. And so it starts with a good disposition of the soul, which leads to good emotions, which leads to good actions. And that kind of plays off an earlier quote um, from uh, theme one that, let's see... Oh, here it is. Um, Quote, Now a man should take away not only unnecessary acts, but also unnecessary thoughts, so that superfluous acts will not follow after. 
the same thing. You have good emotions, good thoughts. It leads to you know good actions and good outcomes in a great life. But if you have unnecessary thoughts, it might lead to superfluous actions. So it starts in the mind and then everything, your actions follow. Uh, back to the book, quote, He who loves fame considers another man's activity to be his own good, and he who loves pleasure his own sensations. But he who has understanding considers his own acts to be his own good. So it's not about fame. It's not about pleasure or sensations. You know, those things are good from time to time. That's part of a well-balanced life. But, quote, he who has understanding considers his own acts to be his own good. So when you've cultivated the Stoic philosophy and you're satisfied uh, with your own, with yourself, your own acts can be your own good, and that's all that that's all that you need. You don't need external validation. You don't need likes on Instagram. They're nice. It's cool. When I post about this podcast on social network, I love when you guys say, "Hey, David, listen to the podcast. I enjoyed it." Or, "Hey, could we talk about this on the podcast?" Or, "Oh, that was a cool picture you posted with your dad." Uh, or, "Oh, that picture looked awesome." Like, but. That is, it's pleasure, it's sensations, it feels good in the moment, but he who has understanding considers his own acts to be his own good. The fact that I'm recording this podcast right now is enough for me to be to feel validated. I validated myself. I, this is something that I value that's important. And so if you can get this where you're doing things to impress yourself and no one else, your happiness just skyrockets because... You always feel validated because you're the only one you look to for validation. So you don't need to post that picture. You can, and it'll be nice, but all you really need is yourself. Another quote, He who follows reason in all things is both tranquil and active at the same time, and also cheerful and collected. So follow, this. that's the same stoic principle, follow reason reason is justice, follow the laws of nature, what's according to nature, and you'll be tranquil and active. So it's not just that you're, it's not just ignorance is bliss where you're tranquil and just doing nothing with your life, but you can be active and doing things and uh, being part of this world, but also at inner peace in your mind and cheerful and collected. And so those are just some of the amazing quotes from Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Again, it's one of the greatest works of philosophy ever. It was written about 2,000 years ago. Marcus Aurelius, the Roman emperor, wrote it for himself. And today it's still one of the, it's a, it's a huge source of inspiration. It's been amazing in my life. I mean, anytime that I get frustrated or I'm upset or I have negative emotions. This is one of those books I can go to and just read one of these quotes and my entire mindset it changes because stoicism is it's about enduring hardship and doing that by just retiring into yourself, retiring into your own mind uh, to find peace. Uh, again, you know, we said this earlier, quote, for nowhere either with more quiet or more freedom from trouble does a man retired into his own soul, retire than into his own soul, particularly when he has with him such thoughts that by looking into them, 
he is immediately in perfect tranquility. And by the way, guys, I highly encourage you to go pick this book up. You can get it on Amazon for $1. Like it's like one, I don't have the exact price. It's like literally less than two bucks. You can get this whole book. It's not too long. It's a fairly short read, except that these quotes are so powerful and written in a way that make you really contemplate, you know, the underlying meaning and how meaning and how that relates to your life. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening to this. Uh, If you enjoyed the podcast, I encourage you to support us by taking like 15 seconds to go into the Apple Podcast app to leave a five-star review if you can, if you liked it. If you didn't like it, you can leave a different star review or not one at all. But if you you really liked it, uh, please consider supporting and leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That's what helps us grow. And thank you again. I'm going to end uh, with the quote I started with, and guys, go get Meditations. It is such an amazing book, and I'm sure that it'll impact your life. Quote, if you apply yourself to the task before you, following right reasons seriously, vigorously, calmly, without allowing anything else to distract you, but keeping your divine part pure as if you might be bound to give it back immediately. If you hold to this, expecting nothing, fearing nothing, but satisfied with your present activities according to nature, and with heroic truth in every word and sound which you utter, you will live happily. And there is no man who is able to prevent this. And continuing on, quote, Well then, man, do what nature now requires. Set yourself in motion, if it is in your power, and do not look about to see if anyone will observe it. Nor yet expect Plato's Republic, but be content if the smallest thing goes well, and consider such an event to be no small matter.